Hello and welcome back to Series 2, Episode 51 of the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and we're continuing with our uh, Come Follow Me study for this week. Uh, please join us on Facebook uh, on the Church of Jesus Christ uh, Study Session with Come Follow Me uh, group on Facebook. Um, I'm a little lonely there right now, I'll be honest with you, and it'd be great to... Uh, have just even a few people just to share some of their thoughts from what they've studied, uh, and I'd love to share. I'd love to share some uh, thoughts from you in a future podcasts as well. So I look forward to seeing you there and uh, to start this this network, this community of study uh, study session uh, companions. So we are looking at February the seventeenth to February the twenty third, Second Nephi chapters eleven to twenty five. We rejoice in Christ, and we are now finally diving in to the actual books of Isaiah, which are quoted in Second Nephi. Uh, we're going to follow Second Nephi twelve to thirteen to begin with, which is titled "The Proud and Worldly Will Be Humbled." So we'll dive right in. So in Second Nephi chapter twelve verse two, um, we have this from Isaiah. And it shall come to pass in the last days when the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. Now, obviously, as members of the church, we uh, believe that to be a symbol of the temple, particularly the temple in the latter days. However, there is another uh, interesting point uh, as to why Nephi has chosen this particular section of Isaiah to copy into uh, the the, gold, the, the record that he is putting together in the small plates of Nephi. In an OY number 45 called Did Interactions with Others Influence Nephi's Selections of Isaiah? Uh, Book of Mormon Central suggests that there may be another reason why this uh, particular section is included. Uh, it says, quote, another hint comes from Nephi's quotation of Isaiah 2, which contains the famous prophecy of the Lord's house being established in the top of the mountains. Then it continues, the passage was quoted not long after that early Nephites constructed their own temple in the land of Nephi. The place called Nephi was located at a higher elevation than Zarahemla and was one of the highest points in all the land. At least none mention is ever said to be higher. So these many people of which Isaiah prophesied would have to go up to the mountain of the Lord. It was also a place where many people came, not only those Nephi described as my children and those who are called my people and the people who are now called Lamanites, but also those like Sherem who came among the people of Nephi. In this instance, Nephi likened Isaiah too, and in do so doing, invited many people and all nations, in other words, Lehite and non-Lehite inhabitants of the new world, to make covenants with God at the newly constructed temple in the land of Nephi. Close quote. And that's fascinating. I hadn't really considered that because, because, of course, we need to remember that there are reasons why Nephi's selected certain parts of Isaiah to share. And this symbol obviously applies to us in the latter days, but it will have also applied to Nephi's people at this time. Because soon, when we go into the whole discourse on pride, he wanted to tell, tell his people about that as well. So that this sound does seem like an invitation to others around about the land, outside the land of Nephi, to come to the mountain of the Lord. And then in verse 3 it says, And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And I love how in verse three, it talks about teaching us of his ways and we will walk in his paths. So this is a very close link to the instruction we, we, we receive at the temple uh, in the, in the endowment and also the covenants we make in the temple in his paths. Um, so there's a lot of imagery there. 
We then move further on uh, and we talk about how as we move towards the, the, the millennium, toward the second coming, um, it says in verse 5, O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Yea, come for ye have all gone astray, every one to his wicked ways. Um, this is actually talking about needing to walk in the light of the Lord. In other words, to receive personal revelation, which, you know, well, is, is being... Um, fulfilled today the prophet uh, at the time at this time russell m nelson uh, has stated the need that we have in fact the necessity of personal revelation how we cannot survive these days without it um david a bednar in a in a general conference talk in 2011 also said this quote as you appropriately seek for and apply unto the spirit of revelation i promise you you will i promise you will walk in the light of the lord Sometimes the spirit of revelation will operate immediately and intensely, other times subtly and gradually, and often so delicately you may not even consciously recognize it. But regardless of the pattern whereby this blessing is received, the light it provides will illuminate and enlarge your soul, enlighten your understanding, and direct and protect you and your family. Close quote. So, Again, this really does apply to us today, this teaching of Isaiah, that this personal revelation will be important for us because then as we move into verse 6, we get into a long discourse from Isaiah about, about pride. Um, he talks about the silver, gold, treasures, idols, people working in their own hands rather than relying on the, the arm of the Lord. And in verse 9 it says, And the mean man boweth not down, and the great man humbleth himself not, therefore forgive him not. And it's interesting that we've got um, the mean man, and we've also got the, the great man. Uh, and simply, the, the mean man just means the ordinary man. So Isaiah is painting a picture here that it's not just a problem with those that have lots, and it's not just a problem with those that don't have a lot. It's, it's a, it's a you know, human-wide problem that pride will set in. And we do see this um, very much so, that people have trust in their own selves. We hear the phrase so often that, you know, the only person I can trust is myself, or, you know, I, you know, it, it, it's it's that kind of attitude that we see a lot in today's world, that, you know, I, I live my own life and I and I do things my own way. And that that is a prideful way of looking at the world. Uh, especially when you come to Christ and recognize just the great blessings that he has in store for, for all of you and all of us uh, as as we accept him in, into our lives. Uh, verse 11, we see uh, Isaiah continuing in this in this phrase. And it shall come to pass that the lofty looks of man shall be humbled and the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. So, of course, we're talking at this time about the second coming. And um, Henry B. Eyring uh, said this in 2004 in a general conference talk, quote, This verse is, is describing a day when the Saviour will come, a day we all look for. This scripture says that in that day, all of us who thought we were special and wonderful will, will seem smaller and the Lord will be exalted. We will see better who he is, how much we love him and how humble we should be. We need him and the faith we have in him makes us see him as great and exalted and ourselves as small and dependent, close quote. It's a fascinating uh, paradox, really, because the the more we are humbled, the more we see ourselves as, as small and dependent and fully reliant on the Lord, then the more we are changed and become better and ultimately become greater in, in the future. Um, you know, and it's it's that process we have to go through. If we try and make ourselves great and important by our own, 
uh, power and strength, then we will then not reach the heights that we possibly can. Uh, and again, that might seem odd to the world. The world will see us as, uh, you know, a great man being one that is wealthy, that has great influence and power over many individuals. But actually, those that serve and love and care for each other will eventually be made greater. Um, and that is that is the gospel of Christ. That is what he does. That's how he works. Uh, we see a final symbol given by Isaiah uh, in verse 13. Well, not a final one, but one that kind of symbolizes everything he's trying to say. In verse 13, he says, Yea, and the day... And the day of the Lord shall come upon all the cedars of Lebanon, for they are high and lifted up, and upon all the oaks of Bashan. This uh, phrase, cedars of Lebanon, is used uh, fairly often by Isaiah to symbolize and show uh, the pride of the world. I just I did a bit of research into the cedars of Lebanon, and they're fascinating. They can reach 40 meters, 130 feet in height, which is huge, is massive. It's almost as tall as the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. Uh, and not only this, but the trunk itself is can reach a massive 2.5 metres in diameter. So if you kind of get two metre, two and a half metre sticks and put them together, that is from one point to the other point, just how wide this these trunks can get to. Absolutely huge. Um, and so a great symbol for, for Isaiah to draw upon about people that are built up to it to as high as they possibly can by the by their own strength uh, i'm going to stop it there so that's chapter 12 covered so much to cover in one in one chapter and so uh, we'll continue into chapter 13 tomorrow thank you for staying with me uh, through this isaiah uh, and before you know it we'll be at the end of the week already and we'll be moving on from isaiah so I don't think we'll cover everything, but it's going to be a great experience together. Please uh, do share what you've been studying or your thoughts uh, at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. And of course, please join the Facebook group that is uh, Church of Jesus Christ uh, Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, look forward to seeing you there and hearing your thoughts. And until we meet again. <laughs>